You're listening to the Redemption Church Podcast. We hope that you're encouraged by today's message. Turn to James 2.14. I'm going to go to uh, 26 here. All right. It says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace and be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also by faith itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active all along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also apart from works is dead. So here, James tells us a few things, uh, a few times that having faith without works behind it is pretty much dead. So when I first got saved, I said, well, I thought it was, I say a prayer and I'm good. Like, isn't that it? And I literally asked this question to a friend of mine, and his answer was, well, yeah, sort of. Okay, um, he told me things like I should stop cursing, I should show people more love, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and my answer to that was always, but Jesus knows I believe in him. What does it matter? He knows, so, and I'm free, so what does it matter? Why can't I just keep doing what I always did? I love what James says in verse 19. He says, you believe that God is one, you do well. In other words, good for you. (laughs) Even the demons believe and shudder. The first time I read that, I went, that's kind of true. He's driving home the fact that just believing doesn't really justify much, but when we put the action behind the words, it makes for a much more complete relationship with Jesus, right? Asking God to guide my footsteps when I'm not willing to get up and walk with him is kind of a one-sided relationship, okay? Um, and I've, I learned this early on, the faith, faith without works is dead saying uh, through another fellowship, but I always thought about, you can, ask, you can believe that God's going to help you get a job, right? Yeah, God, I got faith, you're going to help me get a job. And then I sit back on my couch and scroll through Netflix or whatever. Kind of got to put a little footwork into it, don't I? Right? So in verses 21 through 25, James gives us a few examples of what he means, one of which is Abraham. He had a ton of faith, which he followed up. He followed up his faith with proof by honoring God's test to sacrifice his son. As much as I really don't want to think about it, if that was me, I have to ask the question, do I have that much faith? If God came down right now and said, I want you to sacrifice your son, could I do something like that? 
you know, and thank God he didn't have to, but I mean, that's something to think about. Do I have that much faith in him? In addition, the works part of this is how we show the world who Jesus is. This is how we show the world what it's like to be saved. In Matthew 5.17, when referring to the false prophets, he says, you will know them by their fruit. The same can be applied for any one of us, right? They'll, they'll know by their fruit. Uh, I'm pretty sure the fruit of the Spirit is not lying, cheating, stealing, etc. Right? The fruit of the Spirit can be found in Galatians 5.22-23, through 23, in which are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So there it is. Those are the requirements to get into heaven. Just kidding. <laughs> so this may sound like Paul is contradicting James, but bear with me on this one. In Galatians 2.16, Paul writes, Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have, have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Okay? So if we're quickly reading this, it sounds like Paul is canceling out what James said. Now me, as an early believer, would have read that and go, well, I thought they said that I don't have to, that works, what, what are we talking about? Um, James said works are very important. Now Paul says no one's justified by works of the law. So what, which is it? The key word that Paul is writing is law. Right? Paul goes on in Galatians 3, 10 to 14 and says, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith, rather the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might believe the promised spirit through faith. So the law was put in place by God to show us that we couldn't live up to his standards. Right? Uh, Jesus came up to live up to them for us. Paul clarifies this in Galatians 5, 13 through 14, saying, for you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you're not consumed by another. So what he said here is we're not to use our freedom as an excuse for the flesh. Okay? And that's what I did early on. I said... Well, if I'm saved because I believe in Jesus, I should be able to do whatever I want. There's no works. There's what, you know, what else is there? They're telling us clearly not to use my freedom as an excuse for my flesh. Okay? We can even read a little further in verses 16 through 26, and he gives us clear-cut contrast between the spirit and the flesh. But I say, walk by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, 
impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions and divisions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So he gives us a clear-cut contrast, right? These, These verses, to me, are guidelines of where I'm at. If I'm having fits of anger, fits of rage, or whatever, then I'm kind of leaning towards the flesh. I need to get back to that joy and understanding, right? Um, you know, on Christina and I's wedding day, in sickness and in health, right? To the end. That's it. Boom. Got her. She's mine forever, right? And I'm relating this to the relationship with Jesus. So I can take that as... Okay, I still do whatever I want. She's not going anywhere. I can go out, stay out late. I can do what, you know, I don't have to live any, any way different. When I married Christina, um, even before we got married, when we got together, my life changed, okay? And why did it change? Because I love her. Because I want to show her that I love her. I want to walk in respect to her and respect to our relationship and represent um, our relationship properly, right? Um, you know, for us and our relationship, communication, um, not staying out late partying, which I don't do anyway. I stay out till maybe eight o'clock and then I'm, uh, I'm back in bed. Uh, <laughs> but most importantly, the communication and fixing the mistakes as they arise, right? Mistakes are going to happen. We're going to mess up. We're going to say stupid things. Um, but the communication is key. When we're communicating, we can say, hey, that's not really nice. That's not really right. We fix it, okay? The same applies for the relationship with Jesus. This is where the works that James was talking about comes into play. The works, or in other words, the way we act, the way we serve Jesus, is not to get him to love us. He already proved that. I mean, he proved that loud and clear. It's because we love him. It's because I want to represent not only my church, but God in general in a proper way. Okay, I don't come in here, say all the happy, nice things, and then walk out there and become a demon. I mean, at least I try not to. (laughs) Depends on what day it is. Um, You know, and I, I also like the saying of just because I can doesn't mean I should. Right? There's many things that... Um, in my walk with Christ, that, that brothers and, and friends have said, hey, I don't think you should be acting like that. I don't think you should be doing that as a representative of Christ. And I have to look at that. If I'm out there telling Pete, wearing a cross on my neck, wearing a Jesus shirt, and telling everybody how, I'm, I'm a Christian, and I'm cursing, and I'm doing all this other stuff, they're going to be like, what kind of Christian is this, right? We heard from James and we heard from Paul, but what does Jesus say about it? In John 14, 5, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. He told us clearly how to love him. He said, keep my commandments. He didn't say you're going to lose your salvation if you don't. He didn't say, you know, I always look at it as, 
I'm, I'm going to mess up a million times before I die. I know it. And I feel like most likely I'm going to walk into heaven and Jesus probably slap me in the back of the head. You're an idiot. Come on. But which commandments? What is he talking about? Well, through his ministry, he talked about roughly 50 of them. I got them right here. There was 50 commands that he kind of brought up as he was talking. This was handed to me one day. This right here, when we first got saved. I've had this saved on my computer for the past four, four years on my desktop. Um, my prayer is that we all leave here today as a living advertisement for Jesus. Okay, in the way that we walk, in the way that we talk, that we can show the rest of the world, a world that loves chaos, what it's like to have complete joy and peace. And most of all, to show them what true love really, really looks like. Okay? I thank you guys for letting me come up here. Let's pray. Jesus, we know you never fail. We ask that you be with us when we leave here. We ask that you fill this room with your Holy Spirit tonight. We look forward to worshiping you for the rest of the night and the rest of our lives. And we ask you to just keep walking with us, keep disciplining us, keep showing us the way that you want us to be. And thank you for being the light. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Daniel Williams at Redemption Church in Delray Beach. Thank you so much for listening to that message. We pray it was an encouragement. It was a blessing to you as we love to pursue and to proclaim Jesus together. And so no matter what you're listening, whether it be YouTube or our podcast, you can go to more resources at redemptiondb.com and even partner with us in ministry to pursue and to proclaim Jesus. God bless you. And thank you so much for listening.